Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. We hope that you're doing well today. Welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. And we uh, come to you uh, usually every week and we talk about tech-related things because we are a tech-related company. We is. And uh, But sometimes we also talk about other things that might be outside the area of tech because we work with churches and ministries exclusively, and we're both involved. In fact, all of us with JSL Solutions are involved in our churches, so we have a real heart for ministry, and uh, we will many times address things that will help enable volunteers, pastors, and different leaders. We, we feel like we have something to offer. Yes. So what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about, it's, it's, you know, the, this is the end of summer and the fall season's kicking in here before we know it. And I, you know, this is typically a time where you get ready for newer people to come to your church. Most of the time you I mean, you, we, I, most of us have church, at least my church, we have new people coming all the time, but once we get into the fall, it tends to kick up. And so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, looking at us. You want to look at yourself. You want to look at your church. And you want to ask yourself a question. Is your church an inside? Just there was a flea on my microphone. (laughs) Sorry. So here's the question you need to ask yourself. And and this is tough for many of us. But is your church an insider-focused church? All right, and so we're going to talk about what an insider-focused church is, I guess. So we're going to we're going to go through what six indicators of an insider-focused church. So yeah, and when we say insider, you know, every, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast is saying, "Oh no, no, we're not we're not an inside-focused church. We love to have new people. We love new people, and we, you know, and and I think we all have that desire, but I think we need to be careful because many times we will become inward and not even know it. Where there can be signs that we're moving that direction. Okay, that's what this is, podcast is yes. getting about. So, insider focus would be a church that's focused on those that are already coming, members that are already there, mm-hmm. and kind of setting everything up for everybody that's that's already a part of your church. Is yeah, that, would and that ob- be insider focused. And obviously, you need to focus on everybody. I mean, you, you definitely want to give attention to your members and your longtime members and all that good stuff. But if you really want to continue to grow and reach people, you, you, you can't just be focused on yourselves because that, that scares other people away. All right. Or at least it gives them an impression that they're not really a part of the crowd or they're not welcome. All right. So we have six indicators. We do. We have six. We'll see how far we get. All right. Number one. Number one, language. Language. So... Some people may think this is being nitpicky, but the language that you and I choose. I don't think this is nitpicky at all. Well, I think it's important because it's how we choose to present what we're doing at church during the services, before the services, even the things we have up in our lobbies, bathrooms, signage. All that stuff has to do with, you know, how we present our culture. And I guess if you want to call it branding, you know, I mean, some people that's going to turn them off when we talk about branding. But the truth is, everybody has got a brand. Yeah, we're we're talking branding of 
of what goes on within the church, right? Yes. Branding mm-hmm. of ministries, for yeah, example, you, would exactly. be a good um, a good example, right? And how right. do you? I mean, there's we're going to. And what we mean by branding is what we call what we call children's it. ministry, yes. youth ministry, men's ministry, right? When, you know, and and uh, it's it's very yeah. tempting to come up with some really cool names for each of these, right. right? Hipster names or whatever. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, cool. But, but you know, cool uh, Cool can be nice, but what you're really looking for is clarity. Clear always trumps cute or cool. Uh, so you're always better off just calling something what it is. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, I, that would be my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we may be guilty of this at our church. I mean, we've got... Yeah. Well, I'm not sure what it's uh, actually it has a new name now. We have AIM, and we used to have the Edge, and we had um, I can't even think of some of these past names, I, but they I, were yeah. they were ministry names. And if you were an insider, you went, "Oh, the Edge. Oh, that's that's where my uh, youth go. They're right. they're part of the Edge." Yeah. But uh, as opposed to saying the youth ministry, well, I. Yeah, and here's a, I, you could probably compromise a little bit on this. If if you have edge in a, in signage or something, it needs to say youth ministry somewhere within that that sign. I would think right. So and then when you're addressing it in announcements or program guides or videos or wherever you're putting it up on screens, you know they can have their you, own logo. They can have a logo and a name, but you got to have some clarity. It's Otherwise. Something that, People go, The Edge, oh, that's the seniors group. I'm going to my – so I show up on yeah. Wednesday night for The Edge and find out that I'm in the wrong place. Huh? Exactly. You should have been in the grumpy old people group. That was – The grumpy yeah. group. The grumpy group. See, that's a great group. But, but yeah, the, the bottom line is how we express who we are in our church and, and, and you know, do, do new people th- – you have to – you know, we have, we have had – uh, Greg Atkinson on this podcast before, and there's other people out there that do these things where they walk into a church and they they're like secret Santas, you know, they're yes. secret shoppers. They're they're looking to see secret Santas. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Oh, no, that's a that's a that's a like a Christmas giveaway. Yeah, thing that's a, a Christmas different yeah. thing. But secret shopper, secret shopper, yeah. that would be a more appropriate. Uh, that would be much more appropriate than if secret does Santa. Not come in, although Santa like could Santa. come into your church, I guess, and see if he's rejected or <laughs> spends out progressive yard, but. The the uh, but yeah I mean you you walk in you got to be thinking okay if I'm a new person you know what's my impression of this and and what do I understand what this ministry is or this name is do I understand these different things and and believe me I just had a new person who I kind of had some contact with before and I I told her well if you come give me some first impressions and she did and and a couple of them surprised me yeah and and I'm always looking. To see, I'm always trying to see from the filter or the eyes of a new right. visitor. Right. There's. Yeah, uh, I still miss things. Not too long ago, I was part of a first impressions team that they mm-hmm. had put together, and the whole goal was to try to wipe away any knowns that you have and approach the facility as though you're a first timer and just right. kind of see mm-hmm. what you observe. It's kind of like. A lot of times when you're an insider, you become an insider inside your own home often where mm-hmm. that yeah. crumple of that you know, pile yeah. of clothing in the corner completely right. disappears after yeah. a month or so. Is the stain on the table or – Yeah, it just yeah. – right. So yeah. it's it's – got to uh, force yourself to mm-hmm. um, 
take an outsider's view. So yeah. yes, so language. We were talking language, language, yeah. and so and how you communicate. And we've yeah. got a little note here that says, um, "Clarity trumps cool yep. mm-hmm. every time." Every so, time. So be clear yeah. and potentially boring. Well, you could be creative. I, I think you can be creative, but it's got to be clear. Right. Anyhow. All right. So shall we move on here? We shall. So we're talking about six things that let you know that whether you're an insider focused yeah. or six indicators. Yeah. So number two, high giving per head. Now this is going to probably surprise a lot of people. High giving per head. So if you're involved in ministry, if you're on staff or if you're a, a board member or a leadership team person, you know, one of the things you probably are somewhat aware of is, okay, you're giving donations at your church, people that give. And this may sound a little counterintuitive, but in growing outside outsider-focused churches, in other words, churches that are trying to reach people, uh, you can see that giving per head numbers can be around twenty to thirty dollars, twenty to thirty dollars per person, but in churches that are kind of stuck in this insider focus deal that we're talking about this morning, it's not uncommon to see giving per head numbers higher, much higher, between thirty to fifty dollars per person. So you might say, "Well, what's wrong with that?" You're a, you're a pastor and you're listening to this podcast, going, "Hey, that's good. More people, you know, people are giving. They're giving more money." Uh, well, that's that's okay, but if you're really reaching new people and you've got new people coming in to your doors and they're involved, it's going to bring that average down. Yes, because the because the golden rule is the the last thing to show up at church and a new member is their money, right. and the first thing to leave in a yeah a long time member is their money. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so. It, it, this so is they'll, a, they'll, you know, yeah. it's it's a maturity thing. If you get right. you know new Christians coming in, they're not used to giving, and so right. your numbers are going to be lower. Yeah, and, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this point, and you may even disagree with it. But but you know, again, if if you've got newer people around, uh, you know, chances are they're not going to be big givers for a while until you teach them and share with them your needs and those kind of things. All right, let's just move on. All right. Number three is, is an indicator that you might be an insider-focused church. And again, keep an open mind, folks. Uh, we've got here no way finding. So in other words, <laughs> you're looking for the place to take your kids. You're relatively new or you're new to the church. You walk in the door. Where do I take my kids? I have no idea. No way. There's no signage. Well, you go to the edge. <laughs> it's obvious. Edge. <laughs> so... You know, you, you the, go there, and and you know it might be it's in next, Building C, or the next gen crew, yeah, especially if it's a large church, mm-hmm. Building C or whatever. But you know, where's that at? And so the point is, you walk in, and there's really no way to know where many places are in the church, including bathrooms, perhaps, right? Or uh, you know, different and, areas. And we get to experience this quite a bit in that we try to go visit um, some churches that are using our services here in town. Right. And we are like, we're typically coming in the middle of the week and we're trying to right. find the offices where we're meeting with somebody. Yeah. And you're right. It's just like, wow. If I can see on Sunday morning, you kind of follow the crowd. But then right. if you have a special, not a special need, but you need to take your kids somewhere. Right. If the signage is yeah, it's non-existent. Signage is, it's so important. Yes. You know. That was kind of the, I mentioned the, 
first impressions team that was kind of we we yeah. spent some time hanging out in the parking lot making our way in and just yeah. uh, we really focused on creating very clear debated um whether it's the sanctuary or the auditorium or the worship center or right. the, what do we call this that the yeah. most people are going to understand what this is yeah. and where I should go? We call ours the gathering place, and I don't know. I don't know if people understand that or not, but that's what we call it. So uh, science is the gathering I think room. we settled on auditorium yeah. and, then, would, yeah. and then children's area. There you go. Info center yeah. and then bathrooms. Yeah. That's important to have the clear cut sign where to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So again, look this over. And again, you know, you're listening to us and going, ah, oh, we're not insider, but, but you might be. And so, you know, look these things over. Very important. I, I had a new person tell me I was getting feedback from a new person and they said, and, and you have to understand my church is it's small and it's not, it's, it's, it's basically made up of six modular buildings put together. And uh, we won't get into it, but it doesn't look like it's a modular building, but it is. It's actually six buildings put together. And in, in my church, uh, it doesn't look like a typical church. And when you go to, if you go up to it, you might, there's only two or three doors. But if you're new, and this is what she was telling me, he goes, where do I go in? There's no sign that says entrance, entrance or welcome or anything. And I thought, hmm. That's interesting. I mean, I hadn't thought about that. But, I mean, there is a front, and you would, you know, you could carry that maybe a little too far and say, well, it's obvious there's a front door here and there's people coming in. But I, I thought it was still a good point. Yeah. You know, that, okay, maybe we need to put a sign up that says. Especially, yeah, if you don't have the benefit of following someone out of the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's important. All right, let's move on here. We're moving in. We're moving on to point number four here. No clear spiritual maturity pathway. This is a uh, this is a Tony Morgan deal here. I can tell you that right off the bat. He's big on spiritual pathways. So what we're getting at is uh, most churches are hoping that you know people outside of the faith will somehow or another jump into what's going on and uh, you know doing what everybody else is doing in the church. Uh, but but if you're new, especially if you're new to the Christian faith, especially or coming to a new church, it may not be that obvious. And so the, the point here in this is have you in your church clearly defined what you would like people to, to do or what you'd like them to look like as they walk with the Lord, as they follow Jesus? Is there a clear path to steps right. where you can grow, where you can get help, where you can... Yeah, you know. and probably the the oldest and and a really good model way back when was uh, Rick Warren. Well, that's what your church and I was a big part of that in in implementing that, which was the first base, second base, yeah, third base, baseball diamond. Yeah, and so it and, was obvious that oh, uh-huh. I got to get myself to first base. Yeah, first base was. Uh, was membership, wasn't it? I can't remember now. I think it was membership and second base was, you know, discipleship growing, reading your Bible. Yeah, your Third base was getting involved in ministry. Fourth base was actually missions. And inviting others. So yeah, there so there, that's a model of a, a clear maturity path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you gotta they're all, they're all a little different, but uh, there, there should be, and I, I think this is a good point. You know, what are you expecting out of your people? If you're in leadership, you know, you want to help people. You're there to serve people, and you know, how can you help them grow? 
what's the path? Is it community groups? Is it this? You, you know, you know. And again, I'm not advocating all of it. I'm just saying, is there a path? Right. So if I'm an insider-focused church, that probably wouldn't be too important because everybody's arrived, right? Yeah, everybody's there, and you know, everybody's happy, and yeah. All right. All right. Uh, number we got five. Some time we left here. Uh, so number five would be uh, an indicator that you might be moving towards being an insider-focused church. You have very few uh, baptisms or conversions or some indicator that uh, your church, you know, like even membership. I mean, if you've got membership classes, that could be one of them. You're having very few people involved in membership, making commitments to God, uh, you know, those kind of things. If you don't have a lot of those going on, well, it might be an insider-focused church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this, this insider focus, it's really something you need to kind of uh, be – the natural state is to become an insider-focused church, right? If you, I, I think, yeah, the idea is everybody wants to be comfortable. They want to get to know each other, everybody. And most people don't like change. <laughs> right. So you tend to have a little process that everybody's comfortable with and you just kind of – go through the routine. Right. And, and you know, the criticism that, that churches that are growing tend to get is that, uh, uh, well, you know, they're, they're, they're just trying to reach people and they're, they're compromising. They're not really sharing the gospel and all that good stuff. Uh, essentially they're saying that if, if, if they were doing things right and preaching the word, they, they wouldn't be growing. And the bottom line is, uh, you know, growth is 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 part of of life, and and you should have growth in your church, right? If you're reaching people, so I don't know. So you know, if you don't have some activity of people becoming members, if you have that, or if you have baptisms and you're not having many baptisms, or you know, asking people to make commitments to Christ and you're not seeing that, you might want to look at right <laughs> at what you're doing. <laughs> Just saying. All right, and number six on our list. That's another pet peeve. Poor guest services. Poor guest services. So, so what again, do I mean by that? You walk, well, so if you are relatively new or brand new to a church and you walk in the first time, you know, where can you go to get some answers? And again, we touched on this a little earlier. You know, where do I take my kids? Where can I get some information on this church? Uh, you know, maybe you've done a little bit of research and you're comfortable going, but you might want to know a little bit more about them or what they have events coming up or certain programs that they might offer. Where do you get that information? Right. And I, I mentioned to you earlier before we started recording that um, I had my uh, once every other decade visit to the DMV. Yes. And they are, they've been classic for. Uh, poor guest services and poor customer service, right? Yes, they have been. In your state. Or in every state. In, in, every, in every state, yeah. yeah. And um, I did notice it was actually very different. I just was there just yesterday. And one of the key things was, you know, typically you come in and you could be taking a driving test. You could be registering your car. You could be doing all kinds of different things. Right. And you've pretty much took a number and got in line and you waited and you waited and you waited. They have taken some uh, notes of this, and mm-hmm. one of the first things they had was they had someone greeting me as I came in saying, what did you need done today? 
and they pointed me to where I needed to be in order to proceed mm-hmm. with my specific right. needs. So yeah. I'm not advocating you go model yourself at the DMV, but there's uh, they definitely had uh, done made some improvements over the years. Yeah, it took them a, a number of years, a couple of decades, <laughs> but they finally got it, and and I'm very happy with it. I've been there actually probably a little more than you have, and uh, I've been very happy with them. You know. They have online stuff and as well as you know, when you have to go in there. And I think that should be the same with any organization, especially the church. I mean, let's not make it hard for people. <laughs> let's make it easy for them in the sense of being able to walk in and get some answers to their questions. I mean, you know, you can say, well, being a Christian, you need to lay your life down and die on the cross and all that stuff, you know, symbolically. And, and you know, I understand that idea of Christianity, but you want people to be able to <laughs> at least get in the door and have an opportunity <laughs> to to see what you're all about. Right. You know? So, I mean, this guest services thing, I think it begins with the um, your greeter or yeah, your... I think so. Um, the, that's the person that, you know, if you don't have one, somebody at the door that as people arrive can, can uh, kind of... And then you would have adequate... Uh, support there such that if somebody says, well, I don't know where your kid's thing is, and I got my, I got three kids, and right. we've had really good greeters in our church in the past, and they would walk the person through that step and and just right. continue to serve that one family. So right. you'd need, she, this person would need a backup up front because the next family came in. Sure. So. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, again, it's just, it, to me, somebody walks in your house, if you have a guest coming over to your home, I mean, I would hope that you would do your best to show them where the restroom is and, you know, show them where to sit down and, you right. know, offer them something to drink maybe, <laughs> you know. And so it's just, in my opinion, it's hospitality. It's common sense. It's, it's you, you, you don't just ignore people when they walk in the door, but you go the extra mile, take a few steps, and, and greeter services or whatever you want to call it, uh, I, I think it's some it, it's something that should be easily spotted when you walk in the door. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I remember at, at our old facility at a live church when we were on Prince Road, that was one nice thing that we had <laughs> is when you walked in the lobby, there was this nice round uh, kiosk that, right. that was that said welcome or something. You know, and and uh, Ani would sit there and you know tell you or stand there and. You know, tell you where everything was, answer all the questions. Uh, Ani was eighty some years old at the time. God bless yes. her. And uh, it's and uh, I've noticed when we moved into the new facility that it was a little different because it wasn't right there in the front. You had to kind of look a little bit. I don't know if they've done anything different lately or not, but yeah, it doesn't well, work there anymore. We yeah, we've got <laughs> greeters stationed out front, so they're yeah. getting you. So greeters not and long then, after you get out of your car, yeah, and then you know, but it's got to be visible for people. All right, so look, so, uh, this is all about just getting ready for new people coming in. It's the fall season's coming soon here, and you know, hopefully you're you're going to have some new people walking in the door. If you're doing streaming video with us, you know you're probably going to get people watching your streaming and then they're going to say, Hey, I live in this area. I want to come check them out. So all these things, it's just being ready and, and just being open to some of this stuff. And, and I know that most people listening to this podcast, you know, they, they want to reach people. They want to see people's lives changed. And so one of the ways to do that is right off the start, you know, making sure that new people uh, feel at home. Right. And you mentioned streaming. I think it's really important to apply these principles. You can do all of this 
online. Online. Yeah, absolutely. You just yep. yeah, and a lot of churches actually churches. Some of the, a lot of churches that are using us don't do a really good job with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. All right. Well, look, we're our, we are out of time. So we'd love to get your feedback on this. And some of this stuff might have been a little hard to hear, or maybe you think we're just out to lunch on this. Well, we'd love to get your thoughts, uh, positive as well as uh, maybe not so positive. Just send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. That's one of our domains, one of our companies, one of our products, support at streamingchurch.tv. And again, if you don't like what we had to say, just address it to Steve. Yes. And uh, if you like what we had to say, you can you can address it to me, Phil. So there we go. All right, we're done. So uh, he's Steve Lacey across the table from me. My name is Phil Thompson. We hope that you have a great day and uh, catch us again for another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care. <laughs>